Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi and welcome to episode 118 of the Tutor Podcast with me, Neil Camado, a guitar teacher, tugged away in darkest Shropshire, trying to bring you a Monday morning shot of uncommon common sense for people like you and people like me who are all in the business of helping other people through our tutoring, teaching and coaching businesses. Um, today is the third of a little mini series I'm doing on how to build your own online course for delivery over digital platforms. Since I think it's a good idea to get as many passive incomes going as you can, and I'm aiming to supplement my current IP income from books and music and my property rental business with uh, some products, which will also obviously improve my position in the marketplace as an expert, as an authority. So the very first of this mini series was Episode 118, it's why I'm doing it and why I think you should be doing it too. Last week was episode 119, which is setting yourself up for the course with knowing your own position. What's your point of view and what positional role are you going to take in the minds of your uh, customers? So that leads us on to today, and this is the third installment, and it's all about who your customers are. Essentially, what niche or niches are you going to serve? And I think it's absolutely vital you get total clarity about this because the course can't be for everyone. It's not good for a six-year-old kid to have the same course material as a 55-year-old retired engineer or vice versa, particularly if one's never played before and the other one's been playing for 20-odd years. They'll have a very different approach, very different use of language, very different ways of putting the course together. So you've really got to be totally clear about the people for whom you are designing your course. And the easiest way to figure this out is look at the niches that you're already active in. So for instance, within the guitar world, I'm teaching a lot of beginners, a lot of returners, a lot of people who are stuck or frustrated. Some people who just think it would be a cool idea. Uh, people who want to go further with their studies, some intermediates and some very serious players. So I've got quite a few niches in which I'm active. Of course, the multiple instruments, ukulele, guitar, bass guitar, and uh, the subgenres within those of electrics, acoustics, and so on. So there's a broad choice for me to come from there. So the next question becomes, which of those niches am I really passionate about? What are the ones that really fire me up? And for me, that's the guys who are returning to the instrument. Maybe they put the guitar away in their 20s when they got married and started having a family, they ran their career or their business, and... Now they're finding their way back to their first love. So it's the returners, the people who were stuck at the moment. They're also great fun because the methodology that I've developed, the, the approach and the system that I've developed for guitar players just blows their mind. As one lad said, I've learned more with you in three sessions than have in the last 40 years. I mean, and to get that on video as a, as a testimony is just amazing. For me, my third niche is probably the explorers. The guys who are playing, they're active, they're pretty good, but they really want to explore the mysteries of the guitar. 
they they can play, but they don't really know what they're doing and they need reasons and they really want to understand what's going on. And I like to give them the tools to think about the guitar in that way. And then there are the funsters. These are the guys who just want to play for fun. They can play to the level they're content with, but they really want to have complete confidence so they can just step in and have much more fun. And within those niches, then the next question down is, have I got enough experience in those niches to really teach them? Of course, if you've been doing this teaching business a long time, like I have, I've been at it 21 years now, then you've got a lot of experience. If you're a little bit green, it's a great time to develop because you've identified a place where you can grow. So now that you've figured out broadly what niches you're going to be operating in, it's a great chance to clarify and explore some areas of who you are as a teacher. Uh, so the first question is, what are your very best skills? What are you particularly good at? For me, for instance, it's simplification. It's clarity, systematic thinking, underlying principles and the application of logic, development of rules. So I'm intellectually very rigorous about what I do. And I'm also very courageous in that what I do breaks most of the rules of guitar teaching. So I would say that's my top skill set. So I got really clear on that by doing this process myself. The very next question after that then is, having figured out what your top skills are, how do those top skills help the people in your niches? So my gifts tend to blow away the smokescreen and the fog of their preconceptions and their current way of doing things and the lack of understanding. I solve the mysteries for them. I strip away the obstacles, take the brakes off, and I give them a map or a system they can use day in, day out, forever. So the third question in this little segment is, what pain is my customer in? As I usually ask my customers, where does it hurt, mate? And the pain is usually they don't have any coherence. They lack confidence. They don't really understand what they're doing, so they can't move on from where they currently are because they don't have a solid enough foundation or a system to to push from they end up believing they lack any kind of talent or they haven't got the gift of music in them and that's the pain for them is they believe that they are actually the problem so what got them to those pains if you like what got them to the pain point well at the time it's it's poor teaching it's bad books it's looking at stuff on youtube that isn't helpful I love YouTube. Everything you need is on YouTube. But it's hidden amongst mountains and mountains of stuff that will tie up in knots, confuse you, get you lost, undermine your technique and leave you absolutely spun out and mystified. There's no doubt that YouTube is a great resource if you know what good stuff is like. If you don't, it's a bit of a crapshoot, to be honest. Other problems that get people into that point of pain are the hype and the marketing around the record business where you take, you know, a pretty average player and he's this year's rock god, this year's great blues hope. The mythologizing of these largely fictitious authority figures just gets in the way and it has very negative consequences for, for players. And I was a slave to this stuff for donkey's years, so it burns me up that it just gets in the way. And question five is this, what does my customer want most? Well, most of them just wanna play and have a load of fun. That's why they understand me, because I'm just having a great time while I'm doing what I do. A lot of them wanna understand the guitar better, to 
give them more insight so they can get a little more out of the instrument and more out of themselves. And a big thing that comes up now is that they really want to move beyond just learning things note for note, what I call rote learning or monkey see, monkey do kind of uh, teaching, where they learn a song or a riff, but it doesn't connect up. And they're wandering around confused. And this is their question six. What is it that keeps them awake at night? What have they always been wondering about? And for most of them, it's how it works. What's the secret that'll unlock the whole fretboard? And how does music actually work? Of course, I've worked that out for myself because I've been where they are. But it meant I had to break every single rule along the way to get that degree of clarity. And it kept me awake, so I understand that from them. So question seven in this little section is, what is it that they're afraid of? Well, most of them is frustration. They're afraid they're going to quit or give up playing or never really achieve the level they want to play at because they've got no talent, because they're rubbish, because they suck, because they don't have the gift. And they're afraid that that'll be how they die. And we have these conversations because it's got to, when you're sitting with students, it's very difficult to, to not engage them on a deep level, I think. And of course, when you've got that kind of fear, it's, it generates a lot of anger. So I always ask them my question eight, which is, what is it that they're angry about? And for some of them, it's not being able to keep time. For some of them, it's not being able to read the music. For some of them, it's not being able to sing. For some of them, it's not being able to in improvise. But the bottom line across all of these things is that they are angry because they can't do what they most want to do to a good level. And it frustrates the crap out of them. So I would say, you know, what's your biggest frustration about the guitar? And they go, well, it, it hurts and I don't know what I'm doing and I've learned another song, but it, it's just another song and there's no sense to any of this. And particularly with the, the high achievers, the returners and the, the guy who's stuck, who've been successful in many other areas of their lives. They've got great families, businesses, careers. They've done some really interesting stuff. I work with very, very cool, high-functioning people a great deal of the time. And they are frustrated that they can't make any kind of progress on the guitar, despite having done a load of other things and been successful in many other fields. So my job is to push them in the right direction, to ease them forward so they can get what they want. So my question 10 in this little section here is what's going on in their niche right now? I suppose the, the word would be trending. What are the buzzwords? And it tends to come and go depending on what nonsense is being published in the guitar magazines and various other media. For instance, it could be the, the cage system. It'll be so-and-so's latest guitar god somebody's using the, the same old pentaton that's been used forever and you have a whole three-page magazine article on so-and-so's great pentatonic scale and i just think it's total nonsense it's just idiocy uh, another big trend believe it or not is dead players anybody who's died recently they're in the news people go oh, i remember them and you end up doing sessions on the styles and techniques and the ideas behind recently deceased players so you always got to find out from your 
your customers, what do they want most? And a lot of times it's fun, freedom to, to get up and enjoy themselves, to play anything and absolutely everything. I teach them any song in any key and pretty much any style using very, very small ideas that are completely portable and reusable because that's what I really wanted. And I couldn't find it anywhere, so I had to invent it for myself. And then I always ask them what they want long term. And the answer is always the same. Confidence. Confidence and play. They want to understand the instrument and the music so thoroughly that nothing phases them. They can pick the guitar, walk out on stage and just join in. That's what most people aspire to. To get them there, I've got to find out where they are now. I always say, where are you now then? And they'll say, well, I'm stuck, I'm puzzled, I'm bewildered. And I try and establish from their point of view where they think they are. Their point A. And my next question is, naturally, so where do you want to get to? Your point B. And these are the questions that you need to ask yourself when you're building the course. What I ask the customers face to face, the questions I'm asking my imaginary customers as I'm building the course. So what's their ideal destination? Their point B, it's going to be insight. It's going to be joyous confidence, playfulness, just being able to step out and join in. And then the question is, where am I going to get a handle on them to move them? A friend of mine says, where's your leverage coming from? Leverage or leverage. You say it how you like. I could call it leverage. I could call it all sorts of things. But leverage. How are you going to move them? And when I get face to face with people, the point I try to make very often is that when they're stuck or frustrated, they're stuck or frustrated because what they've been doing for years hasn't worked. It isn't working now and it'll probably not work for the next 20 years. So if someone's been stuck and frustrated, I can tell them that the next 20 years will be just like the last 20. They'll be just more of the same. So I'm going to take a radically different approach because they want different results than the ones they're getting. I remind them that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So I always pull the lever of time and the certitude that if what they're doing doesn't work, it doesn't work, period. And then let's move into the last section of this this week's uh, podcast, and that's what are the basic transformations am I going to produce in them? I look back at where they are now. Their point A. Where are they? Look at their point B and then figure out if I've got the skills to get them there. So, and then what transformations will have taken place along the way? So their point A, they're stuck, they're puzzled, they're bewildered and frustrated, angry a great deal of the time. They want to get to their point B where they're relaxed and the music's easy. They've got their brakes off. They completely understand and, and they've got a bunch of rules and principles and ideas that they can just recruit at a moment's notice. So they can confidently and smilingly step up, play, join in, jam, just have a great time with it and love every moment of playing the guitar. And objectively, I then ask, well, have I got the skills to get them there to, to produce that kind of transformational change in a player from stuck, 
puzzled, bewildered, frustrated, angry to, bomb-proof confidence, ease, understanding what they're doing, so just having more and more fun every day forever. And my answer is, yes, I have. So that's the third week of the course design mini course. Know your customers. Know where they are, what they want, what they're stuck with, what they can't do, what they want to do, and then figure out how to get them there. If you've got the skills, wonderful. Crack on. It's going to be a fantastic ride for them. So join me next week whilst we wrap up today. Next week's episode 121, and that's what will my cause actually do for my customers? And that's the nuts and bolts of transformation that I'll be producing for them. As always, I'm here to listen. So do let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you get on putting your course framework together. Let me know. I'm info at neilcowardo.com. And you can also find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. We'll be burrowing through the myths, the mysteries, misunderstandings and the complete BS that we all face day in, day out, pulling apart the facts and the fiction, drilling down to the bare bones so that you, like me, can start, grow and love your tutoring business. Join me next time. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.